Have you heard you can listen to your favorite news podcasts ad-free? Good news. With Amazon Music, you have access to the largest catalog of ad-free top podcasts included with your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts. That's amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Welcome to CBS Eye on Veterans. I'm Navy veteran Phil Briggs reporting for ConnectingVets.com. Now, every time I hear this in a politically charged conversation when it comes to veterans, Republicans and Democrats seem to agree about a lot of things, how much they desire to help the veterans. When it comes to what's actually happened, well, the scoreboard varies there. A lot of Trump supporters say that healthcare services, VA accountability, and increased choices were all delivered by legislation passed during his term. Democrats also claim that their platforms offer the better health care options and that veterans who sacrificed for our country should always be taken care of, regardless of the cost. But the fact remains that 20 years after September 11th, neither Democrat or Republican has been able to pass a single bill that forces VA to deliver both benefits and health care for all diseases related to the toxic exposures that many veterans have experienced while deployed. While each party agreed to send troops to fight, neither party could stop burn pits from being operated in those combat zones. And that's just part of the exposures that cause diseases, which are currently killing veterans. Many of them were sent to places where toxic chemicals were in the air they breathed, but also in the ground they lived on and the water that they drank. Ironic, because not a single elected official would allow any burn pit in any city they represent in America. So, today, on the anniversary of the event that started our war on global terrorism, I want to know where we're at with the legislation and what Congress is going to do to see to it that vets get what they deserve, which is why I'm very pleased to speak with Senator John Tester, Chairman of the Senate Committee on Veterans Affairs. Senator, great to have you, sir. It's good to be with you, Phil. Thanks. Uh, Thanks for the opportunity to visit. Indeed. Let's start right with the bullseye. There's been so many bills, the team act, the presumptive warfighters bill, the covenant act from representative Luria, the burn pits accountability act. And to me, it looks like it's all boiled down with all these different bills that have been proposed over the last 10 years seems to boil down now to this year. And there's two big ones, the true cost of war recognition act on the Senate side and the pact act, the honoring our promise to address comprehensive toxics act on the house side. Where are we with one of these bills? making it to the finish line. Yeah, so I think, um, first of all, I think your comparison uh, with uh, with what has happened in the Middle East with burn pits and Asian Orange is absolutely spot on. Um, and, and we've seen toxic exposure in, I think, every conflict we've ever been in uh, from World War I on. And so we've got a bill. It's called the Cost of War Act that went out of committee uh, right before Memorial Day. And not without some uh, teeth grinding and gnashing and all that stuff that goes along with it. But we got it out of committee, and uh, we are in the process of working with the Congressional Budget Office, the CBO, the folks who tell us how much this stuff's going to cost, to get an accurate appraisal on uh, on how much this cost of war act is going to cost the American taxpayer. Now, now let me put it to you this way. It's not going to be cheap. Uh, the truth is, is the burn pits have had some pretty... Uh, pretty negative impacts on on many, many, many of our veterans that served in the Middle East uh, because of what you exactly said, the breathing toxins. But the bottom line is, is that 
Uh, I believe, as you pointed out already, that uh, you send uh, young men and women uh, or older men and women off to war uh, in places that are a whole lot different than the United States of America, and they get exposed to toxins. Uh, we owe them uh, uh, everything we can do to get their life back to normal. Uh, so we've got the bill out of committee. We're, we're, we're getting the, the information from CBO and putting pressure on them. Both the ranking member, Jerry Moran, and myself have done that. And hopefully we will be getting those numbers very, very soon. In the meantime, I think the VA has worked in, in really good, good faith to give us feedback and, and try to make this, this bill happen. Um, by doing things like, uh, you know, in August 2nd, they, announced uh, that they were going to begin processing disability benefit claims for asthma, rhinitis, and uh, sinusitis. Uh, so they've already started down the road to, um, to making sure that some of the ailments brought about by exposure to these burn pits are being taken care of. But the bottom line is this bill's got to pass. My goal is to get this bill passed by the end of the year. It is very similar to the bill uh, on the House side. Uh, and I think that if the differences are, are pretty small uh, on the fringes, uh, but if we can get this bill passed, uh, then, uh, then the VA will have uh, not only new presumptives, which to carry uh, as done by an act of Congress, but they'll also have a, um, a method by which they can make determinations on presumptive toxic exposures that will work not only for the conflict we've been in for um, well, it had been the last 20 years, uh, but also future conflicts, which I think is really important. It shouldn't take an act of Congress to uh, put forth presumptive conditions. Uh, and that's what it's been with the exception of the last three that that uh, the VA has done. OK, so your goal is by the end of the year. And one of the hurdles to climb is the Congressional Budget Office to the make sure that the cost is kept under control well no i mean look i mean i just think the cost needs to be kept under control of course but we need to find out what it is going to cost i mean i think there's a lot of numbers out there um look uh, early on when we had this bill up uh, uh, some folks uh, did some back of the letter stuff that just said this could cost a trillion dollars um i will say this uh we were also told that uh, the blue water navy veterans bill that we passed a, a year or two ago uh, was going to cost far more than it actually cost. I do believe this is going to cost the American taxpayer money. I do believe it is on us as a nation to take care of our veterans, and this is one of the costs of war. But we really do need to know how much it is going to cost going in so we know what we have to deal with and how we're going to pay for it. Can I ask, just as, you know, like a low man on the totem pole might see it, but does it do it matter how much it costs? I mean, I remember asking my dad for some things and, and, and there was like a, a time and a place that, you know, I wanted a new car and my dad said, well, it mattered how much that cost because I didn't need that. But when it came to, uh, you know, when I broke my leg, when I was in first grade, I, I don't think dad would have spared any expense to make sure I could still walk. You know, as a father figure here to the veterans on the Senate Committee for Veterans Affairs, I got to ask, Pop, does it matter how much this damn thing costs? Look, from my perspective, I agree with you. I think uh, it is incumbent upon us to get our veterans back to having a good quality of life. In one of our hearings, we had a veteran that that had had uh, 
had some lung problems. It was having a hard time breathing while we were doing that hearing. And, and I will tell you that it ripped your guts out. So on one hand, you're absolutely right. The cost doesn't matter. But if we're going to get this bill through the Senate, if we're going to get uh, enough votes to get this thing passed, uh, then the cost does matter. And, and if we don't have those numbers, the people will use that for an excuse to vote against it. If we do have those numbers, they may use as an excuse to vote against it also. But at least we'll know what we're dealing with. Look, we had a hard time getting this out of committee because some people were worried about the cost on committee. We, uh, we, I ended up uh, making a deal with the ranking member that said we won't take it to the floor unless uh, uh, the ranking member, who I respect a lot, Jerry Moran, uh, and I agree that this thing should be taken to the floor. So um, that's how we got around the cost at that moment in time. But we have to make sure we have the cost. Otherwise, I just don't think we'll get enough votes to get it passed. Mm, so if there's not a number associated to it, then people will resist voting yay because they'll be like, well, we don't know. We can't vote for something we don't know about, right? That kind of okay. BS. It'll give them an excuse. That's correct. It'll give okay. them an excuse. Let's talk about what drives those costs. Where are we with the presumptives? I know that. There was several bills out there I mentioned at the front of this, but most especially the presumptive warfighters bill on the House side came out from uh, Representative Ruiz and I think Senator Gillibrand on the Senate side backed it. But that listed so many things. And I'm here to tell you, I've heard from warfighters out there that have everything from constrictive bronchiolitis, which is a, uh, a respiratory thing, to colon cancer, uh, of which my brother died of. And yeah. he was stationed in Kyrgyzstan for two years. Right. I, I got to know. It seems like all these conditions that are acceptable to receive benefits as well as health care drive up the cost. And I agree. But where are we on the list of diseases that are going to be included in this? Because I'm assuming what we're going to have to do is horse trade here and say, well, that disease makes the list and that disease don't. So, look, the, the, the truth is, is, and I think this is the same bill that was already included in this, the bill that, that uh, Gillibrand and Rubio had for uh, presumptive service connection for certain lung conditions is part of this bill. This bill, this cost of war act, by the way, I should have said this initially, is there's probably 10 or 12 bills in this bill as a whole. I mean, with bills that most of them had passed the Senate already, passed the Senate Veterans Affairs Committee already. I think some of the people's sponsors, to be honest with you, didn't have any, and they got it through, they got it through committee, but I don't think they thought it was ever going to come to a reality. We put those bills together, uh, worked in a bipartisan way to do that. We negotiated. And so there are, service-connected exposures in this, not only from burn pits, but but from Agent, Agent Orange. I mean, there, there's two of them in Agent Orange that still aren't covered. Hypertension and MGUS, they're covered in this bill if this bill passes. Um, and it's the same thing with, uh, with, with the Gillibrand uh, bill that, that she worked on. It's, it's on it. So there is a list of conditions that are covered if this bill passes. And then there is a mechanism by which the VA can utilize uh, to improve their process for toxic exposure for veterans to, to be able to expand that list, um, you know, based on science and based on the input they get. And that's my last section I want to cover is the VA, how, how this bill will force them to provide not just the health care, but the monthly benefits that a veteran deserves if they get sick with a deadly fatal disease, they should get a monthly something. Right. Um what mechanisms are you going to put in place to make sure that the VA starts approving this? Because what we've seen in the past is a VA that really puts the veteran, makes it the veteran's job 
to prove some sort of service connection. And if you're sick, you shouldn't have to be your own lawyer in addition to being your own patient advocate. You should just be sick. You should just say you were where you were and that's what got you sick and that'd be the end of it. And let me put some numbers at you real quick. From June 2007 to February 2021, more than 13,900 veterans filed a disability benefit claim for burn pit related condition, but less than 4,000 of those claims were granted as due to burn pits. And Dr. Patricia Hastings at one point told me that, well, if you look at respiratory conditions, the VA approved 66% of them, still not good. But then she said of them all that the VA is relying on a scientific study down by, done by the National Academy of Science, Engineering, and Medicine. And that study apparently out in 2020 didn't find a connection between burn pits and say things like cancer. I got to ask what teeth are going to be in this bill to say, look, VA, stop waiting for more science. The science is in. Dr. Robert Miller has spoken. Former VA Secretary Dr. David Shulkin has spoken. At what point does this bill force the VA's hand to not just give some health care for asthma, but give damn monetary benefits if you're a veteran suffering? Well, first of all, we got to get the bill passed, Phil. Once, once we get the bill passed, then uh, then we'll have the ability to hold the VA accountable. I really do think that it's it's on Congress from from that point forth uh, um, to make sure that uh, the VA is living up to the congressional intent of this bill. Uh, we bring people in from the VA all the time into these committee meetings, and sometimes they're friendly conversations. Sometimes they get the heck beat out of them. Uh, but the bottom line is they will have a mechanism by which to do research and to which uh, they will be advised on, on these, these direct service-connected uh, toxic exposures. They won't have any excuses. The only excuse that they may have is, and I hate to say this again, but is money. And what we don't want to have happen is we want to make sure the benefits that are there aren't taken away because of, 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 of a cost figure. So um, let's say you've got a, you'll say you got a veteran that's got Agent Orange bladder cancer. Uh, we do not want to suck money away from that veteran to go to a, a veteran that has toxic exposure. So we need to make sure that this is funded so that everybody gets the benefits that they've earned and that they deserve. And you're exactly right. It's not only benefits, but it's also the health care that goes with it. And sometimes it's, it's things as big as was a lung transplant, quite frankly, because their lungs are that damaged. But, but, but Congress has to do oversight of the VA. This is a new program. This is a, uh, a program that's going to expand the VA's reach in a big, big way. And uh, Congress is going to have to get input from the VSOs, the veteran service organizations that are out there, to make sure that we're hearing from the veterans that what's happened in the cost of war act. Is, uh, is what's actually happening in the VA. And I might add, you could say, well, geez, these VSOs, they, they don't know what's in the cost of work. Well, they actually were brought in when we crafted the bill. So they have had a lot of input on this bill. And I think they do know what's in it. And they're going to play a very, very important role making sure that the VA is doing what it needs to do. But it, it falls on Congress, Phil. It falls on Congress. They have to do the oversight to make sure the VA is doing their job in Congress intent. Mm-hmm. Hi, sir. This is Ollie. I'm so sorry. We actually have to wrap up the interview center. You have another interview at this moment. Uh oh. All right. Okay. I'm so sorry, Phil. 
No worries. And I appreciate your time. Senator, we're looking forward to getting to the finish line with you by the end of the year. Let's put a price tag on this and let's visit again uh, to find out where we go from here because 20 years have gone by, one war has ended, but the price is still being paid. Um, I look forward to having you come back and tell me where we're going next. Absolutely. Look forward to it too. And uh, hopefully we get this thing passed and we can celebrate together and this bill will be implemented in a way that meets the needs of our veterans. Now, I'd like to thank Senator Tester for giving us the extra time to talk about this at great length. He let me ask any question I wanted, and what you just heard was the full-length interview. And I even kept in the part where uh, the press secretary chimed in there and told us we got to wrap it up. Senator, you have another interview at this moment. But it's this subject we cannot wrap up in just a three-minute soundbite. We're a neat and tidy little press conference where a bunch of people take pictures and nothing happens. Between now and the end of the year, I promise you, I will get back with the senator and we will track this until we get an answer and until we see they pass a bill to help our veterans. It shouldn't take Congress to give the VA a list of diseases that they'll cover for benefits. But I promise you, we're not taking a foot off the gas. Get one of the most successful broadcasts in television history on your schedule with the 60 Minutes Podcast. Hard-hitting investigative reports, news, and culture maker interviews, and in-depth profiles are waiting for you in every episode. Listen to 60 Minutes ad-free on Wondery Plus.